hope. I think we want to be positive people and we want to definitely, like you said, not bring doom and gloom, but we're being relied on as the deliverers of reality, whether or not that's good news. And so this is where we're... Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. Uh, we are here today with Daniel and myself. Daniel is in a car hanging out because we just try to make it work wherever we are. <laughs> Sometimes it it's how work. we roll. See what I did there? Car pun. I do. You're making me kind of car sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm not moving. You know, but you're, 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 you keep moving your phone. It's very jittery. Well, I, we've got that, that phone mount in the other, in the yeah. other car, but this one, my hand is the mount and I've got the shakes. <laughs> That's okay. If you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, you will see what I am talking about, but if not, it's probably better to just watch the audio version or not watch, listen to the audio version. Now watch the audio version, but listen to the video. <laughs> anyway, so today we are talking about speaking about price decreases with your sellers. I think this is a moment in time where we start to have, we'll need to start to have more of these conversations. As we all know, interest rates went up yet again by 1%, which was a shock to many. Um, a lot of people weren't expecting that much of a jump, but here we are. And I think that there is a lot of panic going around. A lot of people are reading some pretty scary headlines. And although I don't think it's doom and gloom, I also don't think it's what a lot of other agents are making it out to be in terms of it's fine. Don't worry. We'll all be good. Still sell your house. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting because we have been for a long time talking about managing expectations. And for the last couple of years, at least this kind of a talk has been on the other side of the fence, which is, yeah, you know, trying to coach our buyers into getting out of what they think is a market that's going to drop or a market that they can offer less on and always chasing their tail. We're getting into a very likely almost definite in the short-term situation where the opposite is going to ring true, where sellers now for the first time in a while have to get out of this mentality that what has been is what's going to continue because what, what their neighbors sold for and all those things we keep talking about, it's just not the case. And like yeah, you said, talking, I don't think. And I'm not, we're not even talking about the height of the market. Right. Like that's, right. that's right. like what your neighbor sold for two, two months ago or a month ago, or even a few weeks right. ago. Yeah. We're talking about, yeah, like what you thought yesterday yeah. is, is not what it is. And what's going to be, I think what you're saying and what the point is, is what's going to be tomorrow is now what's dangerous for people. And so it's kind of a two-pronged approach that if you haven't already brought your clients to reality of yeah. where things are at now, that's step one. But step two is also making sure we drill home what the reality of the future is going to be which yeah. is not rosy or as hopeful as we all want to be. 
right? right. It's, it's our job to not be um, purveyors of hope. I think we want to be positive people and we want to definitely, like you said, not bring doom and gloom, but we're being relied on as the deliverers of reality, whether or not that's good news. And so this is where we're now these talks and we're going to talk today about what you do how do you approach it so how do you approach it you give me step one of our 12-step program that might only be three or four steps yeah of having having the tough talk yes well right now we've got a few active listings between both of us we share one and then each of us have another one and our our, our other agents in the brokerage are are in similar positions and the thing that we've been doing this week is being proactive and reaching out to our clients to have a conversation, to start that, first of all, to just talk through their worries, because it's very, very likely that they are also worried about the state of the market and what's going to happen. Um, so just to answer their questions, but also to get ahead of where things or where we expect things to go in the next couple of months. And I think it's important to recognize that none of us have a crystal ball, but in terms of what we're seeing, the patterns and what we're hearing out there, I think it's very likely that we're not going to see prices stable, uh, maybe not stabilize, but definitely not go up for the remainder of this year and probably into early next year. That is my expectation. And again, you can you can quote me on this in a few months if, if, if I'm wrong, but <laughs> that's where I think it's going. And that's just based on what we're seeing at the moment. Yeah. I, I think right now it's not a question of our interest rates going to go up and our price is going to stay the same or go down. It's just how much now it's like, just like this last interest rate hike, we all knew it was coming. We've all been talking about it. I think the only surprises we've seen in the last few bank of Canada meetings were one of them. I think a couple of meetings ago, they did nothing when everyone was expecting them to do something. Right. And this time, they went a quarter point higher than what people expected, but still a huge increase that almost, you know, nearly doubled what the rate was. Like yeah. that's how big a rate hike this was. Yeah. And, you know, economic indicators, it's important that in, in every industry, but in our industry, we need to understand what these things mean when we look at things like inflation and what impact that has on these decisions. Mm -hmm. Because as we see inflation staying high, and even if you don't understand it, which you should, yeah. at a minimum, read what the Bank of Canada is saying, Yeah. right? Because they're giving you guidance on what they expect to do and what sorts of things will lead to that and the reason for why they're doing what they're doing now. Because all these things will not just help you understand and, and start to come up with your own expectations because they're giving you the expectations, but it allows you to speak with a little bit more confidence and know-how when you're talking to your clients, because 100%. we can't assume, yeah, right. We yeah. can't assume our clients are economists or no. know anything more than what they're seeing in the media, which as we've talked about is yeah. not always the right message. Yeah. And I mean, as much as Twitter gets a lot of negative feedback in terms of like all the, the haters out there that are jumping all over people's advice or perspectives, there's a lot of great information and a lot I've learned just from listening to conversations and, and 
and reading what people are reporting, what they're seeing from like a lawyer perspective, because a lawyer perspective is very key as well. They're probably running into a lot and they are running into a lot of situations where buyers can't close on properties. They're getting a lot of questions on like, what are my options here? How can we work something out? So like all of these indicators just allow you to create a more informed perspective for your clients. And even more importantly, be confident in the delivery of what you're saying to people, because, you know, if you're, if you're just kind of being wishy-washy, well, maybe we should decrease the price. I don't really know why, but like, these are the reasons why we need to decrease the price. And it just helps your client feel more at ease that you know what you're doing and you know what you're, what to expect over the next little while. Right. And, and when we're talking about decreasing a price or any, or any, not what they want to hear news, it's really important for me at least, and tell me if you disagree, but to frame it in, this is the best decision for you in what we're doing right now. This isn't waving the white flag. This is mitigating the risk that lies ahead, right? And although a price decrease is a price decrease and less money is less money. Yeah. I get it, right? Like there's no way to sugarcoat that they're going to be asking and likely expecting less money than you might've gone into it with. Yeah. But identifying that this isn't a surrender, but rather a proactive offensive Yes. to be the person and the property and the listing that puts itself in the best position to win in a market where a lot of people are doomed to lose. Right. That's the goal here. Yeah. And I think identifying alternatives, because we've done that, like, like you said, we've talked now in the last three days with three different people about the same conversation in different ways, but you're going to tell them what happens if like, you need to be equipped with, okay, what if I don't decrease the price? What happens or what's my risk there? And I think a lot of people believe not decreasing means I'll just wait longer for my number. Yes. And that's a, that's a dangerous mentality to have in a market that seemingly is going a to be dropping. Market. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I was just thinking as you were talking about the bank of Canada, cause I feel like, and a lot of people have said this. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when I talk, people think about the bank of Canada. <laughs> No, but like you had mentioned something about, you know, the Bank of Canada almost being proactive in like they know they need like, first of all, inflation is higher than what they expected at this point. So in order to get ahead of future inflation increases, they want to get ahead of that and come out of the gate strong with a more aggressive interest rate increase with the hopes that it will catch up and help inflation slow down quicker. And also because the next announcement isn't until September, like we had an announcement in June and now in July, and there were two increases. Well, there's been more in the row, but like, you know, the Bank of Canada had two opportunities within two months and now we're waiting till September. So I think that's also on their minds. And I think we need to think about it the same way with our clients is like, yes, we could wait. And as you said, like, it's very unlikely you're going to get your number, but we could wait and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But if we all know that prices are going to continue to go down, why wait? Let's get ahead of it and decrease the price now. And it, with a reasonable, I'm not saying get desperate and go down $500,000. I'm saying let's 
look at the numbers, look at the facts, what is selling in the area and come to a, a, a number that makes sense for people. So, and, and so this leads to, to me, what is, I'm going to say it's a, the most important part of this, like mm-hmm. knowing what's going on is important, but the external environment we've got our, our assessment of based on all the stuff we were talking about, right? And I think we're equipped pretty well to have a good idea of what to expect. But in these conversations, and like we said, we've had more than one in the last few days, the situation and the environment in which our clients are dealing with themselves is going to vary. And these conversations are really built on understanding the situation of your client as well, yeah. right? Because you're going to have a client, yes. client A might have urgency and needs to have this moved right like yesterday yeah. or they're screwed. Client B might have a minimum number they need to make this viable and otherwise they shouldn't be selling, mm-hmm. you know, and client C might just be testing the water and waiting and doesn't care. Yeah. Right. And in those, and there's a million more situations, but just in those three scenarios, the discussion you have creates a context for what this external environment is going to do. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, I mean, if, if you know prices, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. If you know prices. Is that what I said? I yeah. don't know. I, I lost my train of thought there because I was excited to hear your voice. <laughs> no, I, okay. Well, I, I, I could jump in. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, but yeah, I'll, oh my God, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you're, you're giving me an opportunity to sip my pink beverage. Uh, uh, where was I going? All right. I- yeah, yeah, I can go jump ahead. back. So, <laughs> so, well, I, I was just going to jump into the scenarios where, you know, if you've got somebody oh, who absolutely needs to sell. Oh, see, now you want to talk again. No, no, no. I'm writing uh, it down so I don't forget because I, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, and I mean, this is all, I, I want to say that a lot of this stuff should be common sense, but you've got to make the connection, right? So you've got person A who needs to sell because they've already bought a place, right? And right. they need the money. And, you know, obviously they want as much money as possible, but what does that mean in the context of a declining market, right? Is it whatever I can get today that's reasonable is what I need? If that's the situation, then you want to price in such a way right now at a level where you know you're going to bring eyeballs and offers because there are still eyeballs and offers that are out there. Like demand has not disappeared, but the mentality of the buyer has, the buying power of the buyer has, yeah. um, you know, their, their approach to negotiation has changed. But again, understanding what situation you're in is going to lead to the strategy you go forward with and the suggestion you make. Like a price decrease, like you were saying, it could be, It could be something to bring you to the next, you know, quote unquote, threshold in the search to get more people looking at it. Yeah. Or you were already asking a number that was a pie in the sky and you need to do a drastic drop just to get to a level that's going to have people giving you a sniff. Right. Because we've seen a lot of that too, where people have just been riding the wave and they're saying, hey, yeah, you know, quote unquote, fair market value is 1.5 million. Let's list at 175. Yeah. If those people have a need to sell, they're going to have to come to one four now. Like they're not yeah. dropping to one seven. Yeah. So, but, but that depends on their situation. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like definitely understanding what their situation is because that will frame the types of 
suggestions that you make to them. And sometimes it is taking it off the market and waiting. And if they can wait a year plus, then that might be in their best interest to do that. Um, but the other thing I was going to say when I was going to interrupt you is also from your perspective as an agent and just managing your own budget, keep in mind that like, if you do, especially like staging is a big one. If you do staging for your clients, like for the last six months, we have not had to worry. We list a house. It's sold in a week. The stagers back there in seven days, picking up their stuff. I'm getting emails now from our stager. And are you going to renew your staging for another 30 days? And I'm like, shit, like that's real money. And yes, I'm happy to spend it. But if your client is in a position where they're like, oh, let's just hold on for another couple of months. And if I don't sell, then let's just take it off the market. Like you need to also be very conscious from a business perspective what that's going to do to impact like your cash flow and and how that could impact you financially as well. So be smart about that. Right. Like we we are always putting our clients first, but you've got to consider, you know, what what, what you're doing to, you've you've got to put food on the table for yourself and you've got to make sure that you're not putting yourself in a loss position and on, on the same sort of hope mentality. Yeah. Right. Like, Hope is not going to work yeah. for the next six months. Like, uh, like almost universally, if, mm-hmm. if that's it. And I don't remember where I was. I'm sure it's a common thing, but, um, you know, hope is not a strategy. It's yeah. like, a, it's a quote yeah. that I, I have always agreed with, but now more than ever, yeah. if that's all you're clinging to and you and your clients are lockstep and being positive about the future, mm-hmm it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, yes, is, is that one buyer out there who might give you the number you want? Absolutely. Right. But we all know that in any situation, that's not how you enter one of these, one of these uh, listings. Yeah. And that's and, a typical thought that a lot of sellers have is like, well, my buyers out there, there's going to be somebody willing to pay what I want, but are you going to wait around for that? Like, how long is that going to take? Like that's where you have well, to step in and speak from experience. Th- this is also an opportunity too to set expectations, not just for what the price is that you're going to be. So the other thing that you need to consider here, it's not just about the price you're decreasing to, but also the expectation of what might happen with offers and with the price they're going to receive, right? Because this is an opportunity to change strategies and to adjust what you're showing the world, but it's dangerous if the message you're giving is that's the number we're going for now, right? Because we're adjusting not just the expectation of the, but the expectation of the prices that are going to be coming in. And there's nothing more frustrating than getting a price decrease agreed to, you know, you decrease $50,000 offer comes in. That's, you know, 15,000 lower than that. And your client says, well, no, 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 no like we decreased. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think that is also a common thing that people think is if I decrease the price, then I have less wiggle room to negotiate as well. Right. Yeah, We're hearing that a lot now. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's a fair mentality that like, well, if I'm getting closer and closer to what my actual bottom yeah. line might be, mm-hmm. how are we going to make this happen? Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's understandable and it might be true because if the mm-hmm. bottom line in itself is not out there, then the bottom mm-hmm. line's not out there, but that's also yeah. part of having this conversation, right? 
And it's a different type of situation where if your client doesn't have urgency, but they do have a bottom line number and that doesn't align, Mm -hmm. then the advice might not be a price decrease. The advice might be, let's just. So the other thing to consider here is if there's no urgency, but there is a minimum price at which your, you know, your client needs to get like their bottom line, there's going to be situations where a price decrease isn't the answer also. And part of this consultation isn't just about, Hey, we need to lower the price. It might be about, we need to take it off the market. Mm -hmm. Right. But price expectations, urgency, and then really what's the timeline? Because urgency doesn't just mean right now, especially when you're in a market that might be in the decline for six to eight to 12 months. Right. Because taking it off the market now, doesn't mean, hey, we'll be back in a few months and we'll get the price you want. It might mean, do you have the energy to hang on for a year plus yeah. to get the number you need, if, if that's the situation? Yeah. And so all of these factors need to contribute to what your analysis is and what your strategy suggestion is. No guarantee of success. And the nice thing is, and I think this is validating, like we got a message yesterday from one of these people we spoke to mm-hmm. who flat out said, you know, I know this has nothing to do with the work that you're doing. Right. Right. Like they were saying the market sucks. Like this is the world everybody's in right now, but it's still on us to put them in the best position for what they're trying to do and to be honest with them with the advice that we give them. Yeah, definitely. And so I think coming at it with facts because facts never lie is a good way. If you're having a difficult time, approaching the topic, but even if you're not having a difficult time, I think knowing that this is what's happening. And I just did something similar for a condo listing that I'm going to have a further conversation with people on, but I just took a look back at the recent market reports. And since the last comp sold the average price for that type of a home or that like for the condo market in the 416 area has decreased 6.4%. So that in and of itself, if you've got a comp that's sold and now the market's gone down 6.4%, logic would say we probably need to be coming down to that or a similar price point. More than that. Yeah. Probably well, more. yeah. But I mean, I think for a lot of people, 6.4%, depending on the price point, can be a very significant number. But yeah, definitely. Like to me, logic would say you need to come down to at least 6.4% of what that comp sold for. Um, just to catch up to where we're, we're at currently and where buyers are looking to um, make offers. Yeah. And, and understand the types of people you're dealing with. If they're visual learners. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, yeah. Draw, literally draw it out, draw a line that shows where things are going. Because as we've said, this is a trend that's going to continue. Yeah. So what could that look like a month, two months, three months from now? And eat, um, it's still going down and I'm talking slowly now because I can't tell if I'm freezing or not, but in any case, you get the idea. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah. So, and another tip I would say is what I'm planning to do with one client is go on zoom and just do a screen share of all the different things. So I'm on Trev, I'm showing them what's on the market right now, average days on market, what the market watch is saying over the last few months and how that price has gone down. 
Um, and then like on a price per square foot basis, like in, within the condo itself, like where we're at price per square foot and how that relates to where they're priced currently. So there's all different ways that you can look at, um, at justifying a price decrease. And if it, if it makes sense from a numbers perspective, it's, it's logical and it's going to probably get you to, con- like, it'll probably convince your clients that, okay, we probably should seriously consider this versus like hunches or what we think might happen over the next few months. Right. Use the data you've got. Yeah. And, and, and speak from experience yeah. as well. Like that's another important thing because I think we've seen even recently, I'm like, I'm thinking back to certain ex- experiences where, you know, we, we got out of the gate with a, a listing and somebody came in with a number that was lower than what we would like, but now clients are kicking themselves that they didn't accept the offer at the time, because now they're dealing with offers that are, you know, five, 10% less of that. Right. Well, that's it. And, and as we always say too, because this is a shitty time also learn from these, as you're doing them, right? Like, Mm-hmm. If you have the experiences, leverage those in the discussions you have. And as you're going through it, this is not going to be smooth sailing. Like just because you get a, a price decrease agreed to, and that it, in a weird way, it's a, it's a nice, it's a bittersweet feeling when someone says, yeah, let's do the decrease because you feel like you've got some hope, yeah. but the stress doesn't go away until the place is sold. Right. So, yeah. and even when it's sold, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> we've always talked about how it's not so common that when you sell or buy a place for someone that everybody's immediate high-fiving, popping bottles, right? Like this is, it's bittersweet even when you get a sale now because it's probably not what you came into this expecting. Yeah. If it was a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. Right. So learn what goes well and what doesn't, you know, obviously share and, and, and ask questions of people that are around you in the industry Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole industry is going to be going through this now. There are a very, very small handful of properties, if any, that are economy proof, right? right? Like yeah. everything's going through this. And that's why like having this conversation now will get you ahead of all of the listing competition that you have so that you sell and that you're done and not for yourself, but for your clients, because you don't want your clients sitting on the market for three months, because I guarantee you the price you're going to get now is going to be better than the price that you get three months from now. So take advantage of that and position yourself in the best way possible. Right. So that's it's, it. It's a good foresh- It's a foreshadowing. I'm sitting in a stationary car, but I'm wearing a seatbelt, which I just realized, <laughs> but that's like, that's a good, that's a good close for us. Fasten your seatbelts because we're in the middle of a bit of a bumpy ride right now, but equip yourself with the right tools and equip your clients with the right information and tools to get through it. And you're already miles ahead of a lot of the other people who are out there. And that's really all you can be expected to do is to put your clients and your properties in the best position to be successful. Yeah. And that, that gives you the greatest likelihood of being successful. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for listening. Reach out to us anytime. And if you can like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as give us a review on Apple podcasts, we really appreciate it. That always helps us get this information out to more people. Smash those buttons. Smash those Smash buttons. Them. That's what people say. Smash the subscribe. If we get to a million likes, I'll shave my head.
All right, let's see if that happens. <laughs> a million likes, I shave my head, make yeah. it happen. All right. Well, have a great week, everyone, and we will chat soon. Level up, 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 level up,